Welcome to the Thrive Hive. You have now tuned in to South Africa's best personal development and motivational podcast about success. My name is Kelly Slingers. I'm a pilot and founder of the humanitarian relief aid organization called The Plane Project. We have flown over 100,000 essential supplies to isolated, underserved communities all over South Africa. This year marks my 10th year in the aviation industry, and I'm so excited to share my story and the lessons I've learned along the way on the Thrive Hive podcast with Nicole and Fashion. This is South Africa's best personal development and motivational podcast with your favorite host, Fashion Naidu, a geophysicist and lover of all things spice, with the iconic Nicole Naidu optometrist and self-proclaimed food connoisseur. Hey guys, thank you so much for choosing the Thrive Hive podcast. Today, our special guest is the whole package. Beauty and brains, sugar, spice, all things nice. Trust me, I could go on. Kelly Slingers is the phrase, catching flights, not feelings, personified. But... Not exactly how you may think. She's a humanitarian, a pilot, and a whole boss woman who is making huge strides in providing COVID relief among other much-needed resources across South Africa. She decided to leave her stable job and found a non-profit organization and has been a servant of SA ever since. We could not be prouder to chat to her today about her mesmerizing journey and the power and impact of living in a purpose that is much larger than yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Kelly Slingers. Yo, what's up? Um, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We are super excited to be inspired by your journey and just learn more about you and your your experiences. So before we start and get into you know your main actions and inspirational move can you tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from how you got into aviation perhaps thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to chat to you and to share my story and um to to be part of this conversation with you so i'm kelly i am a relief pilot um, I'm originally from Grahamstown in Eastern Cape, but I live in Pretoria now. Um, yeah, I, I think I got into aviation in a very unconventional way. Um, you know, a lot of pilots say they've always wanted to be pilots or they, you know, they've dreamed of becoming a pilot since they were little. So for me, I, coming from a small town, never met any pilot, never saw a pilot. Um, you know, I was not exposed to, to aviation at all. And in the trick, I was kind of unsure about what to do. Um, I decided that I was gonna study law, but I was still open to, you know, something, something else. And I met a pilot and I went on an introductory flight. And after that, I was sold and I knew that that is um, what I wanted to do. And yeah, 10 years later, here we are. Wow, that's so interesting. Uh, can you tell us, like, what is an introductory flight? And if somebody is confused about where they're at, or maybe they've had an interest in aviation, fresh out of school, they don't know 
anything. I always say I didn't know what I wanted to do. I shouldn't have had the power to decide the fate of my whole life. I mean, when I just finished school. So like, where can somebody get an introductory flight? What is it? Who offers it? Is that even a thing? It is absolutely a thing. So any flight school offers an introductory flight. So I would encourage as many people as possible. You know, even if you don't have, you know, don't want to be a pilot, an introductory flight is an amazing experience. So it's a 30-minute flight with a flight instructor. So you'll be at the controls with a flight instructor. And, you know, you'll get to feel what it's like to fly a plane. And I would encourage everyone to go on an introductory flight. Yeah, it's um, so that is visit- so amazing. Right, that's so cool. Flight school or flying club, um, and so many people offer it. I don't think a lot of people know how easy it is to just call up a flight school or a flying club and say, like, I want to come on Saturday. I want to do an introductory flight, and um, it's a reduced price. It's it's a magical experience. So if you do get a chance and you're close to close to an airport, um, I would say yeah yeah that is like yeah that's that's amazing so if i want i could literally go right now and say hey i'm thinking about going into aviation um is there a chance that i could take an introductory flight like soon absolutely absolutely i mean if you want to go on the day and say you know i want to fly now there's you know you can do it that is amazing can i I quickly just add like and i think this is very important when you finish school you really don't know what you want to do i mean speaking from personal experience i just had a few ideas in my head but i didn't have a solid idea of what i wanted to know what i wanted to do and that's why now the number one piece of advice that i give all like school leavers and people that are looking for a career and looking for something to plant themselves in I always say shadow as many people as you can speak to as many people in different fields as you can because that's the only way you're really going to know because what you learn in theory is so different to what is taught um, or to what you actually do practically so that is so important whoever's listening if you have thought about aviation or if this is something that interests you please go and do an introductory flight I had the opportunity, you know, before to do an introductory flight. I would have chosen to be a pilot long before I did. Um, but again, it, you know, no exposure. Um, I didn't have access to the industry. I didn't know anyone in the industry. Um, so it was a you know, barrier to entry for me. But so, you know, the sooner you can start shadowing and, um, you know, as Nicole said, start you know if you if you're interested in in something find someone who does does that and shadow them or talk to them about what they do it's so important amazing um kelly i before we we go on to this amazing passion project and organization that you started up i just want to know what it's like being a female in the aviation industry like do you feel sometimes undervalued do you feel that it's a a level and even playing field how does that dynamic work when i started flying 10 years ago um, i absolutely stuck out like a sore thumb and i did feel like i needed to work twice as hard to be seen as 
as equal. Um, there are a lot of stereotypes still, um, you know, there is transformation in the industry, it is slow. Just a sobering statistic, in South Africa, they are 2,400, just over 2,400 ATPL, so that's the highest license you can get holders in South Africa. And of the 2,400, only 228 are, are female. So, you know, it's it's sad. There is, it's it's not equal. Um, and I do hope that it's, you know, it, it changes and I hope that there is transformation. Um, there are a lot of, it is growing, the numbers are growing. I worked for a flight school previously and I saw a lot of, you know, new female, new girls um, who wanted to start flying. So there is an interest there. I think the more pilots there are, the more visible role models there will be for young girls. And, um, you know, that is how I think the, the numbers will increase. So it's difficult, it's slow, um, but there is change and there is transformation. And you know, it's so nice to see um, young women and see young girls interested in, in aviation and it gives me, um, gives me hope yeah, for the future. And just coming back to what you said, you are definitely one of those amazing, strong role models that girls can look up to in you know, a male dominated industry. And I think it is so beautiful. Um, I checked out your Instagram the other day and I'm like, yo, this girl is just doing it. She is such a boss babe. Um, and it's really important to have people like you. And I hope, and I know that you are going to empower lots of young, um, other young female leaders in the avi aviation industry. And you're gonna create big, big waves of change. So good luck. <laughs> uh, now I'm really excited and curious to know a little bit about this project, this beautiful project that you have going on on the side. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the plane project? What is it? What do you do? Um, you know, what is your vision? Go for it. So the plane project is an initiative I started um, a few years ago. Initially, it was just a platform for me to um, encourage young girls to engage in STEM education. So just to foster um, an interest in STEM education for young girls. And I started speaking at schools, um, well, schools in underprivileged areas. And then we'd identify learners who excelled in maths and science um, because they were the most likely to get bursaries after high school. So we'd identify these kids and who showed it, um, an interest in aviation and then we would take them on introductory flights at the airport. So started doing that. And last year when COVID, um, when COVID hit, you know, we decided that we needed to do more. Um, COVID highlighted the inequalities, um, you know, in our country and so many people lacked basic service services. And we started, you know, we had access to planes and I thought all I needed to do was, um, you know, try and help out wherever I could. I had access to planes. I could speak to people about donating, um, you know, PPE started with COVID relief. So started flying um, basic um, medical supplies, um, PPE to clinics in rural areas. And then we expanded and we started, um, doing more, more medical, medical supplies. We started with basic sanitary supplies, educational supplies to schools. And, and that's what we do now. So we fly all across the country um, 
delivering just basic basic supplies to to communities who are underserved one word inspirational <laughs> um i think it's it's super um you know courageous of you to start such an organization and take the initiative and i know that you obviously have a team that you work with right um and in our our previous meeting greet you you mentioned that this organization is your baby like it is something that you work on full time can you is, walk yes. us through so yeah can you walk us through the mindset and the shift that you had to undergo from leaving a stable 9 to 5 into starting and venturing out into an organization that you felt incredibly passionate about especially so I, being a non-profit yeah so i've had to step out of my comfort zone completely um you know everything i've done since you know quitting a stable you know full-time job um so I felt while I was flying, while I was working for the company I was working for, I was developing my skill as a pilot. But I, my purpose wasn't being fulfilled. I knew that you know, leaving high school, that I would do something after school that would, you know, I would serve. I would use my skill to serve, to serve people, and whatever skill, you know, it didn't matter what skill that was. And by chance, the skill was was flying. So I knew that. that is what i wanted to do and and working for the you know the company i worked for i just didn't feel like it was being fulfilled i knew that i needed to do more so i think the initial um just desire was always there um and just the passion to do more was always there so it wasn't a massive mind shift because you know it was always leading towards that um but i have my life has changed completely um you know as i said there's no comfort zone anymore you fly to places that i never thought i would fly to and i you know have seen places that i never thought i'd see and so it has been um it's been challenging but but i it's it's always where i was where i was meant to be so yeah no absolutely amazing that's so cool and i think that coming out of your comfort zone in that capacity is so admirable and so uncommon and you really just are such an inspiration to young people out there obviously everybody's journey will differ not everybody wants the same things not everybody you know is on the same path but what advice would you give to someone who is in a similar position where you know they're in their comfort zone they are comfortable in what they do they doing what they know um but deep down there is this urge to do something else but you know there's just something holding them back whether it is the opinions of other people the stigma or maybe it's just the fact that you know what are people going to think how am i going to survive what's going to happen next can you give us a little bit of feedback or what what is your advice on somebody who's just you know who has the seed planted on the inside of them waiting to bud but just it's just they just need a little bit of a push to get there what would you say to that person firstly i think anyone can can help in whichever you know whatever job you have and whatever 
skill you choose to develop after school or um, whatever career you choose, I think that's important for everyone to realize that they can help in whichever field they're in. You know, even if it's offering your time somewhere and you have an urge to serve, um, just by offering your time, that is, you know, you are making a difference and you're making an impact. If you have a skill that you know someone else can um, can benefit from, if you're in IT and you know how to code and you think that it's a skill that, you know, a high school student might um, like to develop, you know, why don't you go to school after, after work on weekends and, you know, volunteer. It's so simple. You don't have to do extraordinary things. You know, people always think that you need to make grandier gestures just to, um, to make a difference, but you don't have to, you know, wherever you are, um, you can you can make a difference. So it, it just starts with that desire and then just building on that, you know, I think the desire is the most important thing. And if you are really serious about making a difference, um, I would say go out there um, and see where the need is because there is, you know, a massive need everywhere. And um, if you can lend a helping hand, you know, do it. I love that. Like, you know, start with what you have and, you know, oh, offer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm curious to know, um, with the plane project and everything that you've been able to do, were there any challenges that, you know, set you back or days where you felt like, am I, am I going to continue this? Like, should I continue? And what kept you going? There are many days where I think, why am I, you know, why did I leave a comfortable job for this? Um, there are challenges. We work on a project by project basis. So um, we work with an organization called Gift of the Givers currently. So all of our supplies are already donated. So in the beginning, I had to, you know, I would I identify areas that need assistance, like underserved areas that are inaccessible. And we would identify where the need is and what the need is. And then I would go back and try and source the supplies and then get a sponsor to fund the flight. Um, so initially just getting, um, getting supplies was so hard and making a commitment to an area and you know them expecting this and then not having a supplier or you know a sponsor you know, come through for us. So that was challenging in the beginning. And then we started working with Gift of the Givers who have been incredible. Um, you know, they've helped, they've given given us everything that we've we've asked for. And we still work on a project by project basis when it comes to funding the flights and getting um, corporate sponsors to fund the flights. And it's been hard, especially, you know, during COVID and a lot of companies losing money. Um, so that's been the challenge, but it far, the, the good far outweighs the challenges. Um, what motivates me is the people that I've met who are doing extraordinary things um, and helping and serving in their communities um, and just being so selfless. And for me, it encourages me to continue doing what I'm doing um, because they are just is the need is so great and they are there are people out there who really want to make a difference and and I, I want to play my part in that. Kelly, you have been such an inspiration to speak to 
to you know look at and i think that you are going to go on and do really really great and amazing things and we are so lucky and blessed to have chatted to you on this podcast we are nearing the end but i do want to ask just one question which i think is very very important and it's also a million dollar question <laughs> what do what does success look like to you be it in a personal or a professional capacity you know what does being successful ultimately what is the picture in your mind when you think about success i don't think it's anything tangible i think it's you know we all are on the pursuit of the ultimate happiness right and i think for me being surrounded by people who are happy and being surrounded by people i love and for people in you know for for me to be able to make a difference and see where you know how i'm making a difference and see um and for me to be able to see just the change um i think for me that is success and you know it's i think it's a, it's a difficult question I haven't thought about it as, you know, as 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 deeply, <laughs> but I think just being able to make a difference and be, being able to see the difference that I've made, um, that will give me the happiness, and I think that um, will make me feel successful. I don't know when you actually feel successful. I think there's always a um, you always on on a pursuit, right? There's always something more and something. Um, something bigger so I was just gonna say that I love that you said that success to you is basically making change and seeing that change um, I think that's it's a very inspirational thing to live by um, yeah very profound before we get to the last segment which is five in the hive which is basically would you rather questions how can someone get involved oh in the plane project or with the plane project so um you can check our website www.theplaneproject.co.za and check out um, our, our social media um you can see our flight on there so see where we're going and if you're in the area and you want to help out you know that would be amazing um if you want to help us out financially or you want to sponsor a flight or you want to say look I'll pay for the parking at an airport all our details are on the website um you can't help us financially you can't you know help us with your time in your area in the you know do what you can to help out um volunteer somewhere it's winter now um you know able to like make an extra pot of soup for you know community close by i encourage everyone you know if, if there's anything that we need right now it's people who are willing to lend a hand so um if you can do that i encourage you to awesome okay thank you so much once again kelly it's been such a pleasure speaking to you so now we're going to go into our rapid fire would you rather questions It's very simple. Oh. Please don't overthink oh. it. Um, simple but difficult. Wait. If that, if I could say When that. When you say rapid, in like rapid speed. Yes. So don't okay. not don't think about it too much. You know, just the first thing that pops to your head. 
Okay, just so that um, everyone who's listening, I've got no idea. This could be about anything. Right? It could be anything, really. No idea. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay, great. So I'm going to go with the first one. And this one I'm really interested to know because Tashin and I are both on, on either side of the, the country right now. And you are connected to both of those sides. So if you had to choose, Grahamstown or Pretoria? Oh, I'm so sorry, Nicole. I choose Pretoria. No! <laughs> I'm so very grateful for where I come from. I, it has molded me into who I am. But I'm so happy that I was able to move out of the small town and do what I've done. So that is the only reason why I love Grahamstown. Roots, love it. My heart is still there. Um, but I'll probably, yeah, Pretoria. Got you. It's awesome. <laughs> Would you rather spend the night in a luxury hotel with a stranger or a dodgy hostel with your best friend? My best friend's going to be upset that I had to think about that. But my best friend is also someone who would not stay in a dodgy hotel. So I think... Uh, I would stay in a hotel with a stranger. Could be interesting. Could be like you, know, you, you never know. You never know. Could be, you know, someone you can share a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Could be my new best friend, yeah. My my best friend would encourage me to rather stay in a luxury hotel. So that's a true yeah. best friend though. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think she'd be like, go stay in the luxury hotel, yeah. Okay, would you rather miss your flight or lose your luggage? I would never miss a flight. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather sit next to someone that falls asleep on your shoulder or sit next to a nervous flyer? I'd sit next to a nervous flyer. I think I could calm a nervous flyer down. Yeah. Always finding a way to help someone. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I don't want a guy to be scared of flying. That's, you know, that's not good. Love it. Okay, and the last one. Would you rather give up flying forever or never be able to drive anywhere? Oh, I would gladly want a driver, someone to drive me around. You mean like <laughs> myself drive? Yeah, I would gladly give up driving forever. <laughs> well, Kelly, it's been such a pleasure chatting to you, uh, learning about your journey, getting inspired. Um, you know, we really do want to see the plane project reach new heights. So, uh, wishing, yeah, we know it will. Wishing you all the success you can possibly get. And it's been a real pleasure chatting. Thank you, Fashion. Thank you, Nicole. You guys are extraordinary. And thank you for this conversation. It was so nice chatting to you. And thank you for the work that you guys are doing and for sharing our stories. So it's been great chatting to you. 
it's actually the greatest honor to be able to share stories like this because I feel like it's so, so important and so needed, especially in this time. Um, so just know that your story is going to inspire somebody. And who knows, that could be the next female pilot. That could be the next someone, someone, right, brothers, who knows? So um, just continue doing what you're doing. You are such an inspiration to us. And before we let you go, where can our listeners find you on social media? So you or the plane project. I know that you mentioned it earlier, but just one more time. Yes. So um at the plane project. So it's P-L-A-N-E project. So the plane project. Um, and that's our, our Facebook, our Instagram's also at the plane project and Twitter too. And our website www.theplaneproject.co.za. Lovely. Thank you so much, Kelly, and we will chat again soon. Hey guys, thank you so, 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 so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Thrive Hive. It has been our great honor sharing the story with you today. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please leave us a like or a nice review or share this podcast with a friend if you felt like we've added some value to your day. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to invite us into your car on your drive to work or from work or however you're listening to this podcast. As always, you guys are the best. And it's time for our weekly success rhyme. And it goes, Baba Black Sheep, have you any more? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. A will to survive and a will to thrive. And a will to make a difference as long as I'm alive. Woo! Thank you and see you guys in the next one.